Welcome to the Dope Black Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Blaze. Let's get into it. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Dope Black Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Blaze, and I'm going to start off by, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am in such a good mood. I had a wonderful, wonderful workshop that I did just yesterday, and it was called Express Yourself, a mental health workshop, and it was a way to bring people together to help them deal with their everyday stress, the things that they go through on a daily basis that might bother them, but they don't know how to deal with it. You know, I feel like this was something that was needed and it took place yesterday and it was great. It was great. I forgot how much I enjoyed teaching and working with people and It gave me the opportunity to do something that I have been afraid to do for so long. So it was a great, great time. But for a while, it was something that I didn't think that I could do. I was afraid to go out and do something because... I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to fail. And something that had happened to me before, you know, kept me from going after something that I really wanted to do, which was teach and do this workshop for people. I was told a long time ago, that I was cocky and overconfident. And that stopped me from doing so many things. But I had to learn how to let go of that and go after what it is that I wanted. And that's going to be the theme of this, this episode. Letting go. People tell us to do it all the time. Just let that go. Let it go, man. You don't got to deal with that no more. Like, let it go. They say it. But has anybody ever taught you how to do it? How do we let stuff go? 
You ever thought about that? How do we actually let stuff go? If you think about it, this is something that we do naturally already. Now let me give you an example. So, right now, you might not even notice you're doing it because it's one of those involuntary things that we do, right? Breathing. Think about it. If you hold your breath, you're not going to hold it like forever. Eventually, you got to let that stuff out. You got to let that breath go so you can take in another one. Right? We already do that naturally. Breathing allows us to let things go. Letting our breath go. Inhaling. And exhaling. Letting that breath go. Something else. Now, for me, I am, I can really attest to this. Say if you drink a gallon of water a day. Eventually, you got to let that water go. Sorry for the graphics. But we already know how to do that. That comes naturally. We know how to let things go. So how can we do this in our everyday life, right? You know, they tell people to let go of the things or what people say to you that affect you. I can remember back in high school. I was a football player, but I really shined in track. I had made it my goal to be the anchor leg in the 4x1 and the 4x2. I worked hard for that position ever since freshman year. That was my goal because the fastest people were always the last. And I wanted to be the fastest. And I worked my ass off to get to that point. Staying longer in the gym, doing what I had to do, you know, pushing myself, pushing my teammates, doing all these things that I wanted to do. And I got into college, NC State, Go Pack, for undergrad. And I wanted to... I wanted to run track. I thought that I'd be good enough to run track. And I asked my coach, I said, hey, coach, could you put in a scholarship for me so I could possibly run track? And he told me, so you're not fast enough. Immediately, I felt defeat. I immediately felt defeat. It's like, damn, I'll never run track because I'm not fast enough. Even though I took a half a second off my time, I'm not fast enough. And I took that with me. I took that with me my freshman year and I had a chip on my shoulder playing flag football. And I actually played against people who were on a track team when I was doing flag football. And uh, I would smoke those folks. They would tell me all the time how fast you are. You are so fast. You're so fast. But because of what my coach told me, 
I never thought I'd be fast enough. So I never tried out for the team. And that's something that I regret to this day. I never let that go. I never let that go. I never moved on from that. I let that statement stick into my head. And never went after something that I wanted. Moving on to my career in the fire service. You know, I was a firefighter. Running in the burning buildings was my life. Running medical calls, that was my life. That was my thing. But there was uh, another route that I wanted to take, and that was fire and life safety educator. Because it combined two of the things that I really love, teaching and the fire service. And I had been doing things on my own as far as fire and life safety education goes for the department, spending my own money, spending my own time doing all of that, you know, to get better, getting the certifications needed to be that educator because I wanted to be the educator or an assistant educator for I city. We already had one at the time. And a position came open and I applied for it. Now, at this time when this happened, I was going through my divorce, so I was in a extreme bout of depression, and everything was really, really bad for me. I was, you know, I lost all the weight. I was constantly sad, you know, and it was extremely tough for me to actually even apply. And I applied, you know, because I knew I wanted a position. Everybody in the department knew that if a position ever opened, that was something for me because they saw how passionate I was about it. They knew the time that I put into it. I made YouTube videos, you know, doing raps about fire safety, changing the words of popular songs and making them applicable to the fire service. And I went through and I did that stuff on my own. And I was confident, like, okay, this position is going to be mine. Nobody's worked harder for me to get this position. So I went in and I applied, showed what I could do, and didn't get the position. Didn't get the position. Again, I was defeated. I was extremely defeated. Until the position, another position came open. I was like, yes, I got it this time. This is going to be me. I got this position. This is mine. Went through, prepared, did what I got to do. Didn't get the position again. And I, I texted the chiefs at the time and said, what could I have done differently? What didn't I do right? I had everything. You know, I was the most qualified for the position. Why didn't I get it? They came back and told me that I was cocky and overconfident and came in with a position like it was already mine. Which I thought that I was what you were supposed to do when you're going after a position that you really, really wanted. And y'all, I'm not going to lie to you, that stuck with me so hard. I would never been called cocky. I never been called overconfident. 
And it was just another blowback, which led me to believing that I'm not good enough. It was difficult for me to let that go. So it came to a point where I saw a position in another department. Find life safety educator, same thing that I wanted. And I was hesitant to apply because it was same position, new city, had to start all over again. And I was afraid that I was going to fail. What happens if they tell me that I'm cocky and overconfident? And it almost stopped me from applying. Until I decided, you know what? I can take this, this negative, and I could turn it into a positive. Okay. I'm cocky and I'm, I'm overconfident. All right. Let me show you just how cocky and overconfident I can be. So I took that and I ran with it. And I took this attitude with me that this position is going to be mine regardless of what people think because I can show you what I can do. Give me the ball. Let me run with it. I'm going to show you what I can do. I went into that interview and knocked it out the park, in my opinion. A couple of weeks later, I get a phone call. We want to offer you this position. I accepted, and they gave me the ball, and I ran with it. I let what people tell me get to me for too long, and I got tired of it. I knew that I was better than what they said. I knew that I was more than what they thought. And I can show you better than I can tell you. So I got that position. In my first year in that position, I got employee of the year. My second year, I got educator of the year for the state. My third year, I won a nationwide video contest with the help of some friends of mine from neighboring departments. That's something that I never would have accomplished in the other department. Because I believed in myself. I let it go. I didn't let what those people said to me and about me stop me from doing what I knew that I could do. Which brings me to the workshop that I did yesterday. All through grad school, I had one particular professor who told me that the way that I did therapy, people weren't going to take me seriously because I cussed. I'm too laid back. You know? And this was this was somebody who I looked up to. And it was a it was it was a brother. And I'm sitting there it's like, man, okay, you're you tell me I have a certain set of skills, but then you tell me that the way that I do these things is wrong. I shouldn't do it this way. And I almost dropped out. 
because I was like, I don't know how else to be when it comes to therapy. I can't, I tried your way and I was like a robot and I was sitting there. I didn't say anything. I just looked at the client several times, just listening. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how did that make you feel? And I felt so weird and awkward. And my client just looked at me and was like, are you okay? And I was like, I have to go back to being me. And I did that. But every time I wanted to try and venture out on my own and try to do something that I really wanted to do, like this workshop, I heard that you can't be you when you do these things. I always thought that I was going to fail. Not only that, who's going to want to pay to come learn how to deal with that mental health? Who's going to want to listen to this? Who's going to want to try and work on the things that have been bothering for so long? And it kept me from doing it. Yo, I was, I was, I knew that there was a need. But that fear and those words that everybody else was saying was stopping me from getting to where I needed to be. I held on to it again. I couldn't let it go. I couldn't. And then one day, I was talking to my homegirl, Ty, who I did a podcast with, I think my second episode. And she told me, she said, Blaze, you have something that people want. You have something that people need. Market yourself to go out and get this stuff. The people who need it, they might not come right away. But the people who want this, they'll come to you. So I said, fuck it. Let's do it. And I started marketing it. I started marketing it. I started pushing it. And I was discouraged because not a lot of people signed up for it in the beginning. But then... I let all of that stuff go. And I was like, this is my first time. Why the hell am I expecting to be perfect this first time that I do this thing? Nah, I don't have to. I'm going to rock it if it's one person, if it's 20 people, or however. It's going to be a bomb-ass workshop. I had to learn to let that stuff go. I had to learn how to let that doubt go. I had to learn how to let that negativity go go the way I did it was looking at me I had to look at myself am I stopping because of what other people say or am I stopping because I'm afraid of failing I realized I was afraid of failing But if I look at my history, I've been pretty damn good at following through with things that I really wanted to go after. I thought about relationships. Hell, if I go through a divorce, then nobody's going to want me. If the person who I'm with and had kids with doesn't want to try to work things out, I'm going to be a failure. I looked at that and it's like, holy shit, if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have gone to grad school. I wouldn't have stepped out. I wouldn't have become a therapist. I wouldn't have 
learned who I am and how to work through these things. I had to let that stuff go. Look at my career. If I would have let that chief telling me that I was cocky and overconfident, if that wouldn't have happened, if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have never been determined to go after the educated position in another city. I wouldn't have gotten employee of the year. I wouldn't have gotten educator of the year. I wouldn't have won that video contest. I had to let it go. I had to look at me and my skills and my drive and my motivation I was the one that was getting in my way no one else me I had to let go of trying to put it on other people I was the problem I was the one that was stopping me. I was the one that was afraid of what would happen if I didn't succeed. I had to let it go. And so I did. And now you're hearing me talk on this podcast, which is another thing that I was afraid to do. And now I'm doing it. All right. I want to do an exercise with you all real quick. Okay. This is called this this technique. Um, is called the clinch and release technique. Okay. You know we have this tendency to hold on to things and push them down and push them down and pile other shit on top of it and push it down and then pile some more shit on top of that, right? We don't know how to let that stuff just... (coughs) Excuse me, that was so rude. Couldn't help it. Allergies is a pain. Um, You know how we are not really good at Dealing with stuff. The way we deal with it is by not dealing with it. Okay? So this actual exercise is going to simulate us learning how to let things go. Okay? What I want you to do, I want you to... And you can choose to do this or you can choose not to. Okay? You can. I want you to make both of your hands in the fists. And I want you to squeeze as tight as you possibly can. Don't dig into your palms, you know, try to cover your nails. If you got long nails, you know, try to, you know, curl them so they won't dig into your hands. So I want you to squeeze as tight as you possibly can. Now, if you notice, the tighter you squeeze, the longer you squeeze, the more this stuff starts to hurt. You're starting to notice this pain a little bit more, right? That's how it feels when you're bottling up that anger. When you're bottling up those frustrations, when you're bottling up all of that sadness. What am I supposed to do with all of this stuff? What am I supposed to do with all of this pain? What am I supposed to do with all of this hurt? It's really hurting right now, right? What I want you to do, I want you to take a deep breath in through the nostrils. 
Exhale out of the mouth. And I want you to open your hands slowly. And feel that blood. Just drain. And just go back into your fingers. Into your hands. And you feel that relief. From letting things go. Feels pretty good, right? That helps you relieve some of the tension, some of the anxiety, some of the frustration that you've been feeling for so long that you didn't know how to deal with. Give it a try. Shake your hands out. Okay? Now, obviously, you don't want to go somewhere and you squeeze and look like you're trying to fight. Say, hey, man, what the hell are you trying to do? You trying to fight me? It's like, no, no, no. I'm not trying to fight you. I'm trying to calm down. So what you can do is if you are squeezing your hands tight, you can cross your arms or hide your fists behind your hands. Um, you can put them behind your back. You can even just, like, do your toes the same kind of way. And just, like, ball your toes up, squeeze as tight as you possibly can, and then release slowly. Get it a try, see if it helps. Okay? Another option for you. Break out that journal. Write the stuff down that's bothering you. Matter of fact, here's an assignment for you. <laughs> what I want you to do is I want you to I want you to trace your left hand and I want you to trace your right hand. You can do this in your journal, you can do this on a piece of paper or whatever you need to do. Okay? I want you to trace both of your hands. Okay? On your left hand, I want you to write down all of the things that you want to hold on to. Okay? Meaning the things that you that make you happy, the things that make you joy, the things that you love about yourself. Like, for instance, on my left hand, I would like I would write things such as I want to hold on to my kindness. I want to love onto my drive. I want to learn. I want to hold on to my uh, dopeness, my motivation, my arms. I want to hold on to how I feel about my tattoos. You know, certain things like that. And on the right hand, I want you to write down the things that you want or you need to let go of. Okay. I want you to write that. I want you to do that activity and then reflect on it while you write into your journal. Or if you have a Google Doc that you type this if you don't like to write. Okay? Or you can just even just talk about it in your voice memo, your voice recorder if you got one on your phone. And just reflect on those things. Things I want to hold on to. Things that I want to let go of. Are you working on those things that you need to let go of? Are you working on keeping those things that you want to hold on to? You don't have to hold on to the hurt. You don't have to hold on to the pain. You don't have to hold on to the sadness or the disappointment. We can let it go. You are loved. You are valued. You are dope as hell. Thanks for listening.
catch you on the next go round. Peace.